gone and fucking done it, bro. He's just gone and done it. Lewis Hamilton has equaled Michael Schumacher's race win record of 91 wins and I've <laughs> I've a sneaking suspicion that he will break that record probably next race. Oh man. There's 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 a lot to talk about. I think um the IFA Grand Prix had provided us a lot of uh, talking points. But before that, if you guys are new here, um my name is Yash and this is the Lights Out F1 podcast. Well, it's just the Lights Out podcast, but we t- I just talk about F1 in general, like primarily. But I do talk about um MMA, some MotoGP, you know, and all the other stuff. This primarily F1. It's just a place for me to talk about it. Um if you all don't know me, I am just a random fucking 21-year-old kid from Bangalore who just has grown up watching racing and I just really love it. Anyway. So, um, you know, we had the Eiffel Grand Prix this weekend at the Nürburgring, which was a great great to see that that circuit back. It's been a while. I think what 8 years since we had it back. But look, the main thing that we need to talk about which i think is it's a discussion that we, that i wanted to have for a while but i think now that i'm i think it's only now that i'm finally maybe emotionally and logically equipped to tackle the question and we all know what the question is is lewis hamilton on the road to becoming the greatest of all time the goat if you might if you might uh if that's what you prefer you know and i think i think the, the and i think nowadays the word goat is thrown around a lot sometimes ironically sometimes it's not by some the uh, the unironic part is uh usually people who aren't as educated on the sport but they just sort of bandwagon it and before before i even go into this discussion i think we need to we need to give lewis hamilton his flowers give him give him the crown because i think now nowadays i have sort of i've thought about it and i don't like referring to drivers as the greatest of all time i prefer i th- i think i prefer goat but in a different spelling g o t e greatest of their era and i think hamilton very much is the greatest of his era i think his era is he's number 1 vettel is number 2 he is the greatest of the modern i mean at least this the present era and i was of the mindset i think for a few years where i just i hated hamilton i hated his fucking guts i couldn't stand the motherfucker i couldn't because i was young and i was a child and i was like fuck you is beating my ferrari is he's beating vettel who i still love to the day fuck this guy boring ass like car whatever but but as i've grown up as i've educated myself more and more on the sport and i've understood what it means to be excellent i think it, lewis hamilton is undeniable from day 1 that dude has been on it now when we talk about the greatest of all time i think 
I think Lewis will never be the greatest of all time. But it has like nothing to do with him. It's not his fault at all. The reason I think to many people who have watched the sport for a while, Lewis Hamilton will not be the greatest of all time for a multitude of reasons. He has the talent. He's probably one of the most talented drivers we've ever had, ever. But I think the way his dominance has sort of come about has been, it's, it sort of put his dominance, which is well-deserved, might I add. But it's sort of, uh, how, what's the word? What's the word? It It's, it's sort of been maybe diminished or um, I don't know. Maybe not diminished, but I, I think you guys understand what I'm saying. Is that it's so when okay so like the two the two drivers that you have in the conversation for the greatest of all time as of now as of now because of you know all the hype because this is a moment in history this is a moment I I never thought was gonna happen and at least not until like last year until last year I had I was like Schumacher's record will never be broken never but he has gone and done it. I mean, he hasn't done it yet. He's equaled it, but he will break it. But, so you have Schumacher and you have Hamilton. And so what does it mean to be the greatest of all time? That's that's a question you have to ask. In my eyes, in my eyes, Michael Schumacher is the greatest driver to have ever existed on the face of this planet. And... There's a, there are reasons for that. There is obviously, and I will start start this whole discussion off just by saying that, yes, I did grow up watching Michael. I do have a certain level of uh, bias and maybe a certain level of nostalgia, but in this discussion, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and put that to the side and just look at the pure facts. Pure facts. Michael Schumacher started off 1991 in Formula One. Drove dog shit fucking seven up Jordan, one race qualified like a beast, and then immediately basically just got the call up to Benetton. Okay, so you have the Benetton years. Nine ninety four was nineteen ninety four was a bit. It was an iffy year because there was there was rumors of the Benetton having traction control, but it was never proved. Then you have how the final race I think in Australia where the Michael you know. Um, uh, Damon Hill and him had a collision, but I'm not sure if that that would be him being a dirty driver because that was such a risky move. Is that if Damon had continued, he would have won. I think it was a bit lucky that um, for Michael that that Damon did have to retire with suspension damage because Michael was out of that race. He flew into the wall. He fucking two wheeled that shit into the barrier. So that was that was that was champ that was win number one, and that was I mean so that was championship number one, in a great car but had pretty stiff competition from the Williams. Unfortunately, Senna died that year, um, you know, and Michael says at the end of that that season that you know, uh, he thought that 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 Ayrton would have won that would have won that championship. Unfortunately, we'll never know. And so Michael won that championship. And then you have 1995 where he was just dominant. He was great. 
I don't think there's anything you could take away from him that year. Um and it was just pure pure talent drove excellently. But this is it's at this point post 1995 is where Michael's goat ship starts. Yeah, I find you won two championships in a great car. My argument for Michael starts at this point. It's so when in, in 1995 at the end of it he leaves Benetton. championship winning car probably would have won the championship according to Ross Brown in 1996 as well if he had stayed but no he takes up the monumental task of rebuilding ferrari and going there ferrari was in the fucking dumps bro that 996 the 96 car was garbage it was hot shit but at least compared to the competitors like you know the leaders but he still that was the task he took and he was like fuck it i'm going to do this and he goes there he wins three races one of them being spain 96 which i think is one of his best drives ever in the rain lapping like seconds faster than anyone else everyone is fucking crashing out he's in this underpowered shitty ass ferrari and he is demolishing everyone and then a few like from 96 to to 99 this rebuilding process where they with where they came so fucking close every year apart from 96 in 97 you had the Villeneuve incident him and Villeneuve which um you know is unfortunate i think but i think just for more elaboration on that i think you go listen to Ross Brown's podcast um Ross Brown who happens to be Mike who is Michael's uh chief race engineer and head of technical whatever throughout his career that he was a technical director throughout mike i mean i think he was race engineer then he became fucking technical director but yeah so ross brown said in an interview he was like the the 97 villeneuve thing about i mean i i don't think it excuses it but michael didn't even realize like he thought villeneuve was the one at fault for that incident and it's only until afterwards where he saw the pictures where he was like oh shit and because he had he had perceived that it was that Villeneuve had done him wrong but anyway you're just focusing on the wrong things right now talking about goat ship you have 97 where he almost wins the title so close so close you got a 98 against Hacken again so fucking close Hacken and comes out on top but michael second 97 also michael second oh no no i think he got disqualified but like but if you look at it michael was second that season and you have 99 99 ideally i think was the year that he should have won that title but and i think everyone sort of agrees that he probably would have because if eddie orvain fucking got close to winning in that ferrari michael would have fucking wiped the floor but 99 he fucking broke his leg in an accident on track and so had to sort of sit out a few races and that was sort of the title title over the year of 2000 where everything comes together all the hard work all the dedication da 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 all the pain stuck through it and then finally you know he get to get to 2000 he finally wins the floodgates open he wins for ferrari after 21 years the first ferrari champion in 21 years 
he rebuilds that team along with Jean Todd, Ross Braun, and the support of Luca de Montezemolo, who was the CEO of Ferrari at that time. But you know, he he rebuilds it. He finally everything's, and then just starts this string of utter domination. Four years, no, sorry, five years. Five years dominant. I think only in maybe two thousand and. I mean, two thousand two thousand itself was like a close battle between between him and Hakkinen, but he edged him out. Th- apart from that, I think only two thousand three was maybe like uh, a closer year. Again, still came out on top though. I think he had Raikkonen as uh, his main rival that year. Two thousand three, he wins. Two thousand four was just I think the most dominant years were probably two thousand two and two thousand four, just like legendary. No one could even come close. And though those were the years where I grew up in, and I saw that on the TV, I didn't even understand what the fuck was going on. I just saw Michael Schumacher, red car, screaming fucking V10s. I saw that shit and I was like, bro, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And at that time, since Aero, like the like the whole Aero thing, wasn't that complicated back then. You could you could. Uh, you could follow someone, you could race someone hard, you could do it properly, and I think that was probably what the real essence of F1 was, and still should be, in my opinion. Um, you had these loud, obnoxious fucking engines that would just howl and howl and scream, and it was just glorious. It was amazing. So you had that. And so I think, and I, th- and I, genuinely, I genuinely think that Ferrari as a brand as a brand in the modern age would not be where it is it would not be the greatest you know, sports car manufacturer or car manufacturer ever if it wasn't for michael because watching michael in the f1 car because it, i mean it, it goes back to the the age old fucking um i mean uh, marketing this thing the phrase the saying is that what wins on Sunday will sell on Monday. And that's exactly what it is. Whether or not they sold a lot of cars, Ferrari built this almost invincible image that like, first of all, they had sexy motherfucking cars. On top of that, they had the backing to say that, hey, we're also winning dom- in a dominant fashion in the fastest in the fastest vehicles on the planet. Like the fastest road vehicles on the planet we win. We win that all the time. So and and Michael was the one. Michael was the one. I think he deserved every single part of that success that he got. Would have liked. I might have won in two thousand five if the regulations hadn't come in to sort of to basically screw Ferrari. The whole Bridgestone tire, like there was no banning. Sorry, there was no tire changes allowed in the middle of a race. So that sort of fucked with the philosophy. And Ross Brown says he's like we we had a brilliant car that year, and Michael still ended up third. Even though he had to like coast for almost most of like every race, eighty percent of every race, my motherfucker was coasting. He wasn't driving flat out. Still ended up third. And still had some monumental fucking battles with uh, Alonso and Raikkonen. Some great fucking battles. But then, then then you got two thousand. Fucking became some totaler there. Then you got two thousand and six. Uh, by this point, Michael is already seven-time world champion. Is at that point cemented as one of the greatest drivers to have ever lived. 
and there's no, and there was no one you could take it away from him because he'd done it in an, in a time in formula 1 where i would say it might have been perfect just the way the cars were is that like no car was so dominant where it was it was just not even fun to watch i think i think what has what has hampered lewis in this in this title for goat chip in this title for goat chip is that the era that he's won it in which is not his fault at all i think the era which he won it in was not helped by the cars was not helped by the technology you had you have these cars which don't sound anywhere as close to as good as the old cars not even close like they they are starting to sound better but if like even the best sounding engines on the current grid pale in comparison are nothing compared to what the V10s i mean even before used to be like it was it was a different level of majesty that those cars had and but that that isn't lewis's fault i think lewis I means still lewis did win in the v8 era in 2008 but his dominance the 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 run of success which is putting him in the conversation for the greatest of all time it's it it hasn't helped him he's been at mercedes where i think small pp brain were like uh boring color bro fucking silver who cares uh, and you you sort of see them as the at least for me you sort of you see them as the enemy you're like fuck these guys these guys are the these guys are the boring fucking shitty scientists like no passion as motherfuckers when is that it's definitely probably not the case to have to to reach that level of success and dominance in this sport takes a lot of passion takes a lot of dedication and takes a lot of heart and I have to give it up to the mercedes crew you know for putting in that work and doing so fucking well but back to why lewis i think suffers a little bit or maybe his legacy will suffer a little bit it's just because of the time he wanted it and it was because mercedes i think for the past 6 fuck six years six years six years have been the best car on the on the track there have, there have been moments where they haven't like moments in the season where they haven't been i think 2000 2017 2018 i think early 2017 2018 the ferraris were the better car but ferrari sort of fucked themselves in 2018 where they just made the car slower and then we had a bunch of mistakes from seb um But I think overall, like the pace deficit was way way too much. I think towards the end of those seasons, two thousand two thousand seventeen was really tragic. I think was was really sad because I think it was a lot closer than it was in twenty eighteen. But you know, just reliability and shit, just yeah, fucked him over. But anyway, yeah. So and so the the reason that you that that maybe Hamilton's thing gets diminished a little bit is that. to my knowledge to my memory i don't i please please correct me if i'm wrong for michael's main career which i'm i'm calling like from when he got into f1 until the end of 2006 his first career i don't think he was ever beaten by a teammate correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember i mean i don't think he did thing when he was at benetton i think he was alpha went to ferrari obviously the alpha and just dominating 
I think uh, the only time he's probably beaten by a teammate at Ferrari was by Eddie Irvine because he had to sort of like they had to because Michael was just sort of out of contention after the the accident. But other than that, I I don't I don't remember him ever being beaten by a teammate. That was never anything that I remember. Hamilton, on the other hand, was beaten by Jensen in Jensen Button in the McLaren. He but however he did beat Fernando Alonso in his rookie year. But then suffered a lot to Jensen. Um, didn't didn't really, and then again lost to Nico Rosberg. Nico Rosberg, I think, just he plays. He he has a weird role where he's not in the conversation for the greatest driver of all time, but he also but he is the driver who, over the course of a season, is the only one who has beaten the two guys who are in the conversation for greatest of all time. Granted, you can say that Michael, when he came to Mercedes, was not um, was a much older athlete, might have lost a bit of pace, which I think is probably true. Michael still had the fire in him. Like you watch the battles, you're like, yeah, okay, this he still has it. But I think overall pace, I think Nico was much younger. But still, Nico beat Michael while they were at Mercedes for a couple of years, and um, and then also beat Lewis in 2016. Gave it everything and you know beat him. So Nico Rosberg is one anomaly that I think is safe to keep for another day. But. Yeah, so yeah, to my my point being is that I don't think Michael was ever like properly, sorry, fairly beaten by a teammate in his in his first career. Now, how Lewis, um, you know, uh, progresses, and we'll see in the future like how he does. I think Mercedes are just not in the mood to have anyone who is who could ever possibly challenge him in that seat until he's around. I think when he retires, probably that's when they'll bring up George Russell. Because they've already signed Bottas for next year, but yeah, man, it's 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 difficult to say. Again, I don't agree with like the whole greatest of all time thing. I think I have my personal favorite, but that that's for other reasons. But I think if you look at it, um, objectively, Lewis will definitely go down as the greatest driver of this era and one of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all time, hundred percent for sure. You can't take it away from him. His talent, his speed, and I think the scariest thing about Lewis is, for me, has never been like his speed, which is crazy to say that that has not been like the scariest thing about him. For me, it has been his consistency. It has always been his consistency because there have there have been and there will be drivers that on their day can wipe the floor with Hamilton. Vettel on his day could wipe the floor with Hamilton. But the thing with Hamilton is that he is so fucking consistent that if that even if he's not winning, he'll pakka pakka get second or third. Like it's it's almost a guarantee. Like it'll be it'll be a very bad day, or it'll be, it would have would have been a very bad day in the office for Lewis if he doesn't get like at least second or third. Even if he's get he, even if he's getting spanked. Um, but yeah, man, it's his consistency. It was. It's it's always there. You always know that hey, he's gonna be on it. Like he rarely makes mistakes. It's very rarely, you know. And I think I I I really think he he's he's kicked it up another gear. Or has he? I don't know. I think the past few years will sort of just be like, eh, because 
like would be air just because of how dominant the mercedes is and was it's just that like i think and okay before i talk about this this might come across as a bit biased and i am open to interpretation that it is but at least when you were when you when you were in michael's era the early 2000s and whatever i mean even before that you could follow like even if a car was dominant like it was quick there was this thing of like okay you can still follow the car and there was like there was real quote unquote real racing you had proper wheel to wheel the cars were much smaller you didn't have these giant fucking boats that we have as the f1 cars now where like even like if you get if you stay in the at the back of someone for too long you're going to overheat you have nothing to do you can't do anything the, the aero wash is too much you have no downforce da, 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 da. so i f- see okay i feel like there are there are there are definitely drivers who have that same level of talent if not more on the grid right now i think max verstappen in the same car as lewis hamilton would give him a real run for the for his money if not beat him i feel like charles leclerc will also do very very well i think i think those 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 drivers have they have something to iron out they have to iron out their mistakes charles still makes a few mistakes here and there max still makes a few mistakes here and there those two i think george russell we need to see what he's like in like a real real like a good car at least at least in a midfield car we need we need to see him in a midfield car these are the three guys who i'm just looking at and being like okay these guys are like they're going to have long careers in f1 those are the guys who i see um but that's all in the future we'll never know and as of now lewis hamilton i think is the most complete driver on that grid has is the quality god he's got the record by like a country fucking mile for for pole positions and again people say oh he always had the best car not not really not really no he didn't um i think mclaren may have had like the best car for a little bit during the vettel era maybe but nah lewis has won in every season he has competed in that's that is a stat but again that's just like a bit eh like for for that to happen again is probably unlikely because it's it's unlikely that a rookie will get put in a top team like immediately straight out of gp2 or f2 or whatever it's unlikely that will ever happen again L- lewis i think which which is a testament to i think his talent but also a little bit of luck in the way that he got put into mclaren in 2007 as a rookie and mclaren was the team at the time it was the best team you had alonso you had hamilton and the same team and i think because of their differences they didn't win but overall as the car like they had the best car easily by a country mile um what the fuck was my point with this how did i miss that Oh yeah, my point being that yeah, like eh, that, that that star is really cool like saying that I you're the driver you have won ev- a race in every single season you've competed in. But again, that's just a bit like eh, okay. Whatever. But still, he did it. He did it and that's great and I don't want to take anything away from it. But uh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I think I said this at the beginning of the fucking this segment itself is that there's no point in saying who is the greatest of all time because everyone will have their own opinion 
I think statistically Hamilton will be the most successful driver of all time after uh, this season because he will I I don't see him losing this title in any way shape or form. Bottas is going to like someone's going to have to like he's going to have he's going to have to have like a string of DNFs and crashes and all the other bullshit for for Bottas to have any shot at getting close to him. And the because uh, you know of just the point deficit, I want some something like sixty nine points or something at this point. It's ridiculous. But yeah, like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the greatest is. I think a lot of people get carried away because of social media now and everyone. There's always like this fucking war going on. There, Shumi is better than Hamilton. Hamilton is better than Shumi. Da 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 da. And everyone gets annoyed at each other. In the end, it doesn't matter. What I am interested in seeing is that how will Hamilton be remembered after he left. like after he eventually leaves f1 and he will retire at some point i think maybe in the next few years he will how does he how will he be remembered because i i don't know at least for me i think now that i've like grown up a bit and i will probably not be a fan of hamilton just because it's it's just i i can't like i just, i don't like him that i mean i don't it's not that i have a problem with him i just eh whatever great talent i have a lot of respect for him but as a fan i'm i'm like eh it's whatever but s- saying that i say that to say that even though i'm not a fan of him i will always have the greatest of respect for his talent we will look back i think i will look back and i will say yes you know he beat vettel he proved that he's better than vettel and he's done everything he's ever ha- he's had to do to prove he's better than someone but i i think i think i would just say that i i will always remember i was always i will uh, fucking my mouth is not working my brain is also not working but i will always remember him as probably one of the most consistent drivers i've ever seen cuz that was that was what is scary about him that is still scary about him is how consistent he is there are a ton of like all of the drivers are great they're all really good fucking drivers otherwise they wouldn't be in f1 but i think what sets him apart is his consistency he's so fucking consistent and i think i will look back and i will and i will just say fuck that was greatness as much as i don't want to admit it this is greatness like it's it's undeniable he has been an unimaginable talent from day one ridiculous he's the first black world champion ever which is what the headlines would have read in 2008 but at this point we have come so far he has come so far that that, that doesn't even matter he's a, he's on the verge of becoming the most successful driver of all time Yes, that's been helped by Mercedes. Yes, you can say oh uh, Schumacher, uh, Michael, you know, came back to the team and rebuilt that team and instilled um a, like great work ethic and and Mercedes still uh still credits Michael as, you know, one of the the reasons they won their first couple of championships in 2014, 2015 as, you know, he brought that that culture into the team and that's what propelled them forward. You can say that, you know, um whenever michael and lewis have raced i think um a great example i think is monza in 2011 i was watching that the the onboard michael and lewis had a phenomenal battle 
phenomenal fucking battle michael wiped the floor with him in that battle lewis had like he like he he got taught some shit that day but then again i think it's unfair to compare michael schumacher from 2011 to lewis hamilton from 2011 i think if you're ta- if you if you want to compare them at their very best you have to compare them when they were at their prime and i think it's it's i think lewis has gotten a bit lucky which credit to him i i mean lucky in the way that i mean i don't i don't think it's luck i think the the harder you work the more luck you create for yourself but it's it's he's been fortunate that that mercedes have been able to continue on this run of dominance because usually it's what four or five years of dominance and then fi is like get the fuck out of here suck my dick it's not happening which is what happened with with uh with Michael and Ferrari is that after 5 years everyone was like okay fucking done with this shit please let's spice shit up so they introduced that thing when you had um the Vettel era of those four years of dominance i mean not even four, i think it was two years of dominance and two years of like really close fucking really close seasons but those four years you had 2014 and and then 2014 came with the hybrid shit and the red bull were like what the fuck is this So then that ended. I think Mercedes have gotten away with it a little bit because they've I think they've they've had the longest run. They've had 6 years now. And likely next year as well. So yeah, I guess I guess he's been quite lucky in that way. But, you know, he's also worked his fucking ass off. I think mm, I don't know. I don't know. there will there will be some those immature those naive ones who will say that you know lewis eh, is boring is nothing is eh, nothing special he had no competition no he had competition yes his car was better but almost all the world championships car, cars are better you know i think 20 2017 2018 he had good competition it was those were fun seasons it was heartbreaking to see vettel not win either of those seasons but you know it was a good, they were a fairly good season at, at least the first half the first halves were fun they were good seasons the year 2019 kind of sucked ass i mean no actually 2019 was actually pretty fucking good 2019 had 2019 had i think probably the best overall season of the hybrid era which is crazy to say because mercedes was so dominant but i think there were so many stories that went on like each race like i think for like they were not like a solid like six or seven race run where each race was just a banger after a banger after a banger. it didn't, didn't matter who won it like no one could give less of a fuck they were like oh, whatever whatever whoever wins we don't care just and it was obviously the mercedes boys who won most of the time but yeah man there was there was a psych error i mean <laughs> if you had told me last year that i would be like grateful for 2019 season compared to this one i'd just be like get the fuck out of here But I really am because I think now they look back and that's probably that was a really fun season. There was so much drama every race. Um, you know what? I think. I think everyone to conclude this fucking debate is that everyone is always going to have their own fucking opinion about who is the greatest of all time. Some people say it's Jim Clark, and some people say it's Juan Manuel Fangio. Some people say it's Senna. Some people say whoever the fuck they want. But. I think I think to compare the drivers of pre 
pre pre 90s pre 90s drivers to to post 90s drivers it's it just doesn't work out in the same way i don't feel because what what those guys could do in those days the t- today's guys couldn't do but in the same vein what these guys do today the guys back then would not be able to do at all i think back then you had to be so brave you had to be you had to have had the biggest fucking set of testicles known to mankind to race in one of those things those those were literally death machines and to have been dominant in that in that era would have means puts you puts you at, as an all time great but in a different respect i think if we're talking about all round greatness excellence i think only one one name comes to my mind is michael schumacher michael schumacher redefined the sport he propelled the sport to different fucking heights he 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 changed the game for drivers the level of commitment the level of dedication that was required the level of fitness that was required of a driver he revolutionized all of that he inspired generations and we'll see whether lewis has that same impact or not i think it's too early to tell and i th- I, th- i think lewis still has a few more years of great racing left before he decides to throw you know to put down the helmet Yeah, actually maybe maybe it is too early to have the conversation of whether Lewis is the greatest of all time. I think you will have to wait until his career is over to truly look back and be like, "Okay, he was or not." We will have to see. But I think Michael was just so much more. He was so much more than just than just a driver. He was the man. A lot of people say Ossana oh, was better than Schumacher. and in to that i respond i think sana is legendary sana is he's 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 like he's like he's something of something out of like a myth like he's he sort of gained that godly aura about him just because of the way his career went and the way he passed unfortunately is that he sort he sort of gained this legendary status of this is the guy now whether sana would have won any more if he had if if he had survived and he would have been alive we'll never know but we have, we have to go off of like what was happening michael was beating him i think in 94 it's unfortunate cuz michael was right behind him when he died like he saw him die um but yeah no sana is legendary i think in his own way and some people will always say sana is the greatest of all time but if you're going if you're going off of that purely off of a few seasons of like this guy was great for like these few seasons i think lewis and michael have like sort of flatlined at such a high level is that like uh, i think i think if you have more than i think 3 or 4 if you have like 4 3 plus years of like phenomenal performance then it doesn't really matter how many more years you dominate to be dominant for 3 years in formula 1 is ridiculous to be the only driver to do that for 3 whole years is ridiculous you have to, you you're something else you are legendary at that point and you are then in the conversation michael and lewis did this have have been doing this for god knows how long now 
six years for Lewis. You know, some people say, oh, he should have won 2016. He got fucked because of reliability. Whatever, doesn't matter. He lost it. It's fine. And, you know, um, it is what it is. Y'all can make your own decisions. Y'all can make your own uh, opinions. But I think to be considered the greatest of all time, you have to have an impact other than just your... Lewis will have to beat Michael in impact. Because on the track, I like, in terms of stats, in terms of pure ability, I think they're quite even. I really think they're quite even. You know, I don't think there's much, but I think they're both phenomenally complete drivers. In the wet, in the dry, in quali, in the race, it doesn't fucking matter. So phenomenal drivers. I think it's it's in terms of impact, and that's that's what I think Lewis loses out. I think in through no fault of his own. I think when Michael was dominating, it was a different time. I think Michael was in the Ferrari. He was in the red car. He was in the screaming era where the engines, the engines were amazing. Lewis wasn't. Lewis got one title then and then sort of and then has dominated since the the hybrid era where people was like kind of lukewarm about the era itself and were like, eh, fuck it, who cares? But I think because of the increase of social media, you know, Net Drive to Survive, Netflix, a bunch of documentaries, the, you know, the growth of the sport, now people are sort of starting to come around and... and there are those fans who, like, I get a little bit annoyed by sometimes who have just come to the sport and immediately are like, yeah, bro, Lewis is the greatest of all time. I'm like, suck my dick, bro. You don't know shit about the sport. Shut the fuck up. Learn and then talk. Um, you know, which is not me, just, like, it's not me trying to shit on fucking, like, new people who come to the sport and all. But, like, you know what I'm saying. So... I think I, think I can conclude this by saying that Lewis is the greatest of this era. He is the greatest of his era. Michael was the greatest of his era, and I but I think because of his impact will be remembered as the greatest of all time. Unless unless the media wants to hype it up. I have, I know like F1 media is very much British biased. You know, you have F you have British F1 commentators, they love Lewis, they wanna they wanna suck Lewis's dick every chance they get. They didn't really like Michael. Um, they didn't really like Vettel either. I remember Martin Brundle being very salty when Vettel won the fourth title. That's something I see even till now. Martin Brundle is a weird character. He throws shade one time, but then he'll be like very respectful during an interview. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, come on, keep the same energy. Especially when it comes to like drivers that aren't British. Lewis means he'll suck his fucking knob into the ground, bro. It's ridiculous. Uh, I've I've seen it, and I think for the most part, Brundle is quite he's he's quite a fair commentator. But but sometimes it just it comes through a little bit. You you can see it, and I don't you can't help it, I guess maybe. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, it it will be because of impact. You know, Lewis has a lot of things going for him. He wants to. He wants to be this um, this great person who's done no wrong. He wants to go vegan. He wants to save the planet. He wants to start an electric racing series and all that's great. And he stands for Black Lives Matter and that's great too. But I think to really see the measure of his greatness, we'll have to wait. I don't think you can say it right now. Because of, 
like greatness for Michael was not just pure stats. Yes, that added to it, but he but it was just like mammoth. You never thought seven titles would ever be gotten again. But it will be, and I think Lewis could win eight titles also. I don't think that changes it really. It it is purely for impact. And we'll see. I'm I'm sure there are some people who are greatly impacted by Lewis, and you know, if they are, then good for them. Personally, I don't see it. I think maybe it's just because of the era. I just I I I really just do think it's because of the regulations how they are. It's it doesn't provide for great racing. You're just like, eh, all right, fine, whatever. Mercedes, you fucking one second ahead of everyone else in qualifying at least. Why the fuck do you even bother? Like, I guess, I guess it's like that. But you know, it's it's, it's pointless. I think we just have we have to we have to celebrate greatness while it's here. They are both great in their own respects, and that that comparison will be inevitable. I think it's I I don't even think Lewis cares that much about it. He might do, but he puts up like he doesn't, and I'm in. Cl- I feel like I'm inclined to believe him, but also not, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, one thing that 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 I sort of uh, noticed, which was really funny to me. I, I think now that the goat discussion is over, it's just something really funny about Lewis, is that he sort of puts across that he doesn't really play the mental games, because Michael was notorious for for playing mental games right even even in the second career even in the in the three years that he came back to mercedes he tortured nico rosberg and he did it with everyone did it with alonso i think apart from mika hakkinen he did it with alonso he did it with damon hill he did it with everyone and that was that was part of his mentality that was his that was his way of competing and i don't i don't think it's dirty or anything like that's that's part of being an athlete but i think lewis puts up that that puts up in the way that he like he acts like he doesn't play those games when in fact he really does but in a very very subtle way like he's really smart about it i think i think it came to a dead like i think it, it peaked around um what's it called uh the rosberg the 20 like the rosberg rivalry but i saw something this weekend which was so fucking funny to me like which is like the utter just like the ultimate disrespect is i think in a post post race interview after nobergring uh you know i think one of the reporters asked him like hey how do you feel about uh you know the start and you know uh, valtteri fighting you bro <laughs> he said the most disrespectful shit i've ever heard like it was it was so condescending i couldn't help but laugh and this is how i know that he doesn't think valtteri is any threat to him could not give less of a fuck about what valtteri does He says, "I think it's like, oh, how do you feel about Valtteri fighting you back?" He's like, "Oh yeah, when he fought me back, I was honestly like, 'Hey, good for you, man!' Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> He said, 'Good for him, bro.' The, like, <laughs> the only man who can challenge him is Valtteri Bottas, and he says, 'Oh yeah, good for him, bro. Like, I'm, I'm happy that he's like putting up a fight and." <laughs> It's the most disrespectful shit, bro. I love it. I died, bro. I died. Like honestly, Hamilton. Like I'm not the biggest fan, but he has his moments where I'm just so like, 
like okay that's kind of fucking badass yo it's kind of a fucking badass <laughs> i must be so demoralizing yo for just him to just laugh at you and be like oh yeah yeah good for you oh do it again bro oh i'd love for you to do it again just like the most condescending shit uh unfortunate for bot ass bro papa dnf fucking full shweet full shweet but because he dnf bro my main man's danny rick got the podium got the podium the tattoo isn't coming the tattoo isn't coming cyril cyril a bit a bull you're about to have a bull tattoo on your dick a honey badger bull dick on the nerbeck sausage ring this is what it's going to happen to you Oh no, but I was so happy for for Danny Rick bro. Good for him, man. That that dude deserves it. Yo, that dude. Okay, I'm going to talk about Danny Rick and I think we have how much we have like he's like everyone loves him because of his personality, but as a fucking driver, Danny Rick is so like I feel not given as much shine just because of the past few years where he's been at Renault. But if you compare the current situation that you have with the Red Bull, you have Max Verstappen who is you know the only one fighting them who we can even get anywhere close to the mercedes and even that is like not really but he's always in the top 3 fighting with the mercedes at least trying to get in between them and then you have albon you when I mean, you had gasly last season and then you had albon this season both of which are who whose mentals are going boom if you think about it the only person to really bring it to um max verstappen as a teammate is fucking daniel ricardo daniel ricardo i think for the most part was on the same level as max when during their red bull stint i think 2018 is not a fair comparison because ricardo dnf some eight times and all because of car failure and all that's pretty sad but yeah no ricardo is a ridiculous driver he definitely deserves that podium dude he fucking forgot to do the shoey bro that's too sad felt too sad for him papa Cause I think he was just like overwhelmed by the moment, but that's that's too fucking sad, bro. But he did it afterwards. But like, obviously, you got to do it on the podium. But hopefully, let's let's hope he gets another one so that he can do the showy. You got that'll be fucking great. And what else do we have? Yeah, dude, speaking of Albon, oof, oof, he's in a he's in a rough position right now. I didn't I didn't realize until afterwards, but that probably was one of the, his worst races for Red Bull. because i think i th- i think he he's getting a lot of shit because of like he locked up the tires and like had to come for an early pit stop and you know whatever flat spot of the tires or whatever but i think the thing he's getting the most flack for is like which is the meme that's being that's being passed around is this um team radio snippet of of him like i think battling with Danny Kvyat and and Pierre Pierre Gasly where she he's complaining and they've taken out the I don't know maybe it might be out of context but he says oh they race me so hard which is as an F1 driver probably the dumbest shit to say on team radio and that doesn't make you look good cuz like motherfucker you're in a race they're racing for points it's not like it's not like he had lapped them and they weren't getting out of the way you guys are racing for points no shit they're going to fucking fight you no shit bro Both of these drivers are drivers who were dropped from your seat. 
so they have shit to prove no fucking shit they're gonna they're gonna try and fight you hard bro they need to make themselves look good that ha- that has been that has been something i've seen every time gasly and albon get close is that you can sort of you can see the tension where it's like Al- gasly has to prove himself and be like no i am better than this motherfucker i'm better than him which is weird because that's something that i mean it's ironic because that's something that albon was doing last season when he was a, when he was in the toro rosso whenever gasly was struggling albon would be like hey what's up bro what's up fool what you doing fool and he'd get him i think germany 2019 big big oof but yeah that that was that's that doesn't look good for him at all dude and then the fact that he clipped off fucking kvyat's front wing not a good race for him not a good race i said th- i still think he's a lolly talented driver i said okay i understand what he means like to a certain extent when he when he was comp- when about that team radio like i understand to a, to a certain extent where that you wouldn't actually i mean up until this season i think if you had like a b team like you know how each like each of the top teams have to have like a b team you mercedes has williams mercedes has racing point etc red bull has red bull and alfa tauri i mean toro rosso and now alfa tauri ferrari has ferrari and then it has its fucking um alfa alfa romeo I think before this season there was sort of pre- like an unspoken rule where like if you're if the main team is sort of like behind you let them through. But that's not really been the case this season at Red Bull because both of the drivers Daniel Kvyat and uh Pierre Gasly at AlphaTauri were both dropped from the, from Red Bull and were demoted back to AlphaTauri. Both of them have shit to prove. And um especially against Albon who they probably think that they're better than him but if you look at it i think maybe not and there's there's something cursed about that 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 second red bull seat i think only only ricardo has been able to sort of step up to the occasion but uh yeah but like if if you look at it this season also if you see like the ferrari situation bro like uh the alpha the romeos they don't, they don't they don't give it up to vettel like they don't they they fight vettel vettel gets past them but like for more for the most part but they fight him dude like they don't let him come past easily and all and that's I, that's such a dumb thing to say as a racing driver oh they race me so hard no fuck shit bro why are you surprised you're in a fu- first fall in a race then again and then you have fucking like you get the the three the two drivers that are talking with you have like history with like, through no fault of your own but like your career paths have sort of fucked each others so no shit that's going to happen you fucking idiot so that was bad for him i think he needs to like he needs to you know sort it out like asap otherwise he's pakka getting dropped pakka is getting dropped now who they put in that seat is going to be hotly debated there are new rumors that oh halkenberg Hulkenberg or Perez. I don't I honestly I don't see Perez going to Red Bull. Hulkenberg could be a shout, but then again, I don't know about Hulkenberg either because he also has shown to crumble under pressure a little bit. But you say I I I don't know if you can say crumble under pressure, but like in moments where it's counted, Hulkenberg has sort of like 
blown his shot when he was at the Renault. He could have got multiple podiums. Fucked it. He would like fuck it always, bro. And but then it's so remarkable for him to come at like moments notice. Because Lance Stroll wasn't feeling well. Moments notice he's come and he's like fucking done well. He's gotten up from P20 to P8. Granted, in a in a racing point, which is probably like the third. I mean, is the third best car on the grid. But like Jesus Christ, like it's it's very commendable. I just don't know how well he would do at Red Bull. Oh, actually, maybe he would do well because I think he just wants to go there to race. Nico Hulkenberg, I don't think is like oh, I'm gonna be world champion anymore. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he wants to be world champion, but like his as 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 good of a driver as he is as he is i think he would always be number 2 to max verstappen max verstappen is just again a generational talent so i d- i don't see him getting anywhere close to max so i think maybe that takes like a load off of his shoulders where he's just like yeah i just have to like chill and like do well right i don't have to like trip balls and have to prove myself which is what i think gasly and albon sort of fell into is that they were both young drivers you know phenomenally talented drivers gasly f2 champion i think gp2 champion albon also runner up and all that shit so you know um they have a lot to prove they want to prove that that they're good enough and i think against max verstappen that's very fucking difficult a lot just because of his like his skill and his talent but also because of like how the team is sort of geared towards max primarily and so i think maybe maybe the pressure of having to prove themselves against you know max is it's proving a bit much even though helmet marco now comes out and says fucking helmet marco bro what a dumb what a fucking truth bro he's he's kind of a truth where he's like oh yeah like he was ne- like no one's ever going to get in within three like three tenths of max in qualifying but they used to give him shit bro like people motherfucker were giving him shit uh, albon shit for not getting within 3 tenths like oh he's only he's still 3 tenths behind 4 tenths behind this that da, da, da. like okay bro relax the t- if one of this uh, marco is only saying uh, he can't get it means chill bro why y'all are tripping but honestly i think yeah maybe someone who doesn't have the pressure on their shoulders to like try and prove themselves would do well as a teammate for max maybe so maybe halkenberg might be a good shout perez i don't know would they bring gasly back <sighs> that 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 logically that would make sense but also not really because they they've seen what gasly can do maybe it is maybe it's a mental thing maybe you know if maybe they think gasly has switched up a gear and he's on a def- he's on another level mentally but if the same thing happens again then they look completely fucking stupid they look really dumb i mean even like putting gasly back in the car like makes him look a bit stupid but gasly has earned i think maybe the opportunity because he's won a race he's been performing really well in that alpha tauri really really well um but you know we'll see I I'm I'm thinking that 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 Kvyat gets dropped from F1 for Yuki Tsunoda but Kvyat's also been doing well bro it'd be a damn sad to see him go but I think might be time because I think Gasly's clearly the better I think I think Gasly is edging him I don't I, w- I wouldn't say clearly but I think Gasly is edging him a bit 
or like quite a bit in terms of being the better driver and i think one of these seats has to go to yuki sonoda i think jovanazzi is gone at the end of this year um kimi will likely stay for another year maybe just to like th- th- they'll keep him to like just mentor uh to mentor mick schumacher has honestly i think both drivers are getting dropped hot take i think both of them are getting fucking dropped and uh caramelot and robert schwartzman are getting they're getting seat i don't see these them keeping grosjean and magnussen even though grosjean and magnussen have not been have like they've been having decent races i just i think the time is up for grosjean and magnussen they've both been in the sport for a fairly long time and didn't didn't i mean achieved enough grosjean got a few podiums uh kevin magnussen got a podium i think that's probably the extent of their success that they were ever going to see so i i think it's time for them to go um yeah it's interesting what will happen at red bull bro yeah, i mean either way they're in sort of a pickle because I- even if they they need a, they need a solid driver bro for next year because if they say that they're going to be able to compete with mercedes even though i have a little bit doubt but hopefully it could change they think that they're going to be able to compete with mercedes next year so if they are they do they need they need number 2 bro they need someone who can get them the stable points otherwise it's not going to happen like they even if they build a better car they can't they won't be able to beat mercedes but just because of the combination of hamilton and bottas oh hamilton still has a signed contract apparently there's some kick going on there because hamilton wants 40 million per year and uh, mercedes are like brother uh, budget cap is coming we can't give so much cash to you and what hamilton's like suck my dick bro i want money cash money in the bank plus q and these guys are like bro please don't do such a wise don't do such a wise please but we'll see you imagine that backfires and there is like fuck we'll give you 40 million but then they can't put that money into development and so then they lose out because they don't have money in development for the car <laughs> that would that would be the heaviest self cock ever bro if hamilton like fucks his own and the thing is hamilton's made enough money to survive for his next five generations to survive aram se but then again you know this is the age where um, hamilton also likes to live like that baller life you know where he buys everything and whatever or maybe he has some great master plan where he just like going to create an entirely electric full racing series or create his own formula e team and you know fund all that shit we'll see but But the thing is, they asked him. They asked him for a sixty percent pay cut. Oof, sixty percent. That's 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 a bit of a yikes, bro. But even sixty percent, if you cut from forty million, is still like sixteen million. Sixteen million is still pretty fucking good. But then you think, oh, bro, twenty-four million is gone. So I guess I don't know. We'll see. I think 60% is still a bit much like should have given at least 50 you know 50% pay cut means I don't know we'll see but uh what what the fuck else happened uh Leclerc did decent Vettel did little less than decent but not that bad just missed out on the points um Nothing else really happened though. Ocon is getting lunded for for sure. 
Hallo? Hallo? Okay, ja. Yeah. Sorry. Ja. Yeah. Alcon is pakka getting London next year. Ich, I, I hope Gasly doesn't then go back to Red Bull and tries to go to Renault because I think Renault are on the rise. Renault are doing really well. Like their overall like pace, I think solid. They're, they're, they're in contention, I think, for P3. For third best team, you know. They're pakka there. How long that lasts, don't know because I think Ferrari is going to put a heavy bounce back and maybe in like a, in a year. So, we'll see. But I think I think Gazi should get this Arka and Chakka anyway. They don't like each other like that and all. Bro, Chuck him, bro. This Arka is getting fucking toothed over there by Ricardo. Next year, he's going to get fucking gun shot out by, uh, by Alonso, bro. I've said this. I'm going to take this. Uh, like, if next... Next year, if Arkan doesn't get fucking London, no, I'll go bald, bro. Fuck it. If Alonso doesn't wipe the floor with Arkan, no, I'll I'll go bald, bro. Fuck it. I pinky swear. On the podcast, I've made this. I've made this promise, okay? That's gonna happen. Okay, peaceful. Um, What else do we have? Bro, MotoGP, uh, Papa, bro, for Valentino Rossi, again... Again, one fucking one one more fall down has happened when he was in a good good spot. Actually, no, this was actually no, this was first lap only. No, he went out. That's too sad. Maybe it is getting to him. It's unfortunate because I still think he has like some ability left. Um, but you know whatever. Uh, then oh, Danny Dan Danilo Petrucci got his win first win for a long time. So very good for him. Very happy for him. I think it's a pretty good race. I don't remember a lot of what happened, but it was a good race. Of what I remembered, um, was Alex Zins wiped himself out, and then had some fucking pink purple thongs stuck to the back of his fucking bike for a while, which almost caused him to flip. Uh, then what happened? Fuck, I don't remember. Ex- I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember there was the, the Ducatis fighting with. Uh, I think there was a Pramac. And then there was two Ducatis, and then there was one Alex Renz who came off, and there was full scene happening there. I think some Step Bro also was fighting, putting fights towards the end. Um, who the fuck is in the championship lead now? Oh, yeah, I think oh I think Quasar was still kept the lead by like some one point or two points or something. Oh yeah, the championship leaders were fighting some seventh, eighth, ninth or something, some nonsense they were fighting over. some shatter points but uh, i think who was it vinales uh, this uh, jamir and quatraro were fighting for some 7th 8th and 9th and all this davi i think finished fourth oh yeah davi davi finished fourth no oh fucking stepro got him i think no was stepro someone got him it was too sad i wanted davi on the podium Dobby still stride about that dude it's going to be one hectic fucking season bro and this the season finale is going to be nuts i have no idea who's going to win cuz it really could go anywhere bro like the suzuki bikes have mad late uh, late race pace the race pace is too fucking good oh dude fuck i forgot alex marquez got second bro holy shit Alex Marquez got second dude I dude initially this season I didn't like I knew it was his rookie season all but I was like bro what the fuck you doing you're doing some ganta some 13th and all you're chilling over there every day so what the fuck you doing see means I think I think he sort of got into his mojo he drove road very well very well I thought at one point he's going to win the race and all unfortunately didn't but still second is pretty fucking good 
pretty fucking good this dobby is like fucking bastard all these marquez truths keep coming and robbing me of of wins and podiums and all fucking was hated hate that marquez family bro is like fuck off bro hey but damn good for mark for alex bro sorted guy um what the fuck has happened Mm. Oh yeah, I made a fucking video, bro. I made a I made a and uh, an IGTV some little skit, bro, after. <laughs> it was quite funny. I I was I didn't expect it to get the traction that it got. It got something like 3,500 views, bro, which is crazy because like the page only like Instagram page only has like 140 followers. And so like and people who I didn't even know, I was uh, people who I knew, but I like I asked like a few of my friends to share it like on their story or whatever. but people who i hadn't even asked to share it were sharing it on the story and were like bro this is damn funny and it was nice and i was like oh shit thank you all so much and it was just like a dumb dumb little sketch video of uh, like super defensive schumacher fans after lewis uh, equal the record and all that just thought it was i just thought it was really nice i think i might make some more of them i was thinking of uh, actually no I'll, i'll i'll keep the i'll keep the idea for later but i think it's a cool idea I have to see how i can execute it if i have the time That's the thing bro bro last week's episode went out so fucking late. Went out too late bro because I just didn't have the time to sit and edit and render it because I was working and and I would get home and I'd just be so bloody tired. It was a full wrap. But like I hopefully I can put out like a video per week or something hopefully. I'm gonna try. I can't. I can't guarantee. Oh fuck. Oh dude Rossi got covid bro. That's too sad. Fuck, I forgot to mention. Yeah, Rossi got COVID, bro. Big Fs. Can we uh, hopefully Rossi get better soon? Even I think even Arbelino got COVID. Tony Arbelino, more three scenes. I think he also got COVID. Fuck. Big Fs, bro. So yeah, we'll see. Anyway, um, fuck. It's only it's already been like an hour and ten minutes. I need to need to get ready. I'm going for a drive to uh, Mysore and some waterfall. tomorrow morning i have to start you know putting shit on charge and whatever anyway thank you guys very much this has been lights up podcast my name is yash i hope you guys enjoyed please let me know what you all thought follow the instagram like share subscribe follow us on spotify um you know and uh i think that's pretty much it i missed anything like share subscribe follow the instagram page like everything da 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 um send in send in you know who you guys think is the goat and your reasons for it and all <laughs> whatever uh yeah cool i don't know how to end the shit i'm really bad at this anyway thank you very much guys i'll catch you uh in a bit thank you bye bye peace